Hey there, welcome to the Pariah Peaks. This is episode two of my first season. To all the desert kids and listeners worldwide who reached out after the first episode's released, thank you so much for listening and sharing about similar situations in your messages. Keep them coming. I had this song on repeat for a day or maybe a week as I read each and every one of your messages. The vibe says it all. Oh, and for anyone who who wants to reach out, you could message me through Instagram with the handle the Pariah Peaks or email at thepariahpeaks at gmail.com. I'd love to hear all your feedback or come stop by to say hello. This episode is titled The First Flight Out, or also known as Two Internships and a Lunch. So here it goes. Oh, what's wrong? In her jovial, half-laughing tone. I'm done. I asked his permission and he's not listening. He rolled his eyes at me and he kept his stance. I know, both of you need to talk. No, I said. In a split second, both his arm and mine gets yanked into the living room. Mom shuts the two doors closed. Both of you talk to each other. Daddy, listen to her. She has something to say. I stared at him in the middle of the room, and my 19-year-old, sassy, headstrong self said, I want to go to the Philippines. Pause. For anyone who is listening to this, this is the one about the internship. The dialogue you just heard right right there was a reenactment of my mother making two bullhorned individuals, my father and myself, to discuss a possible internship in the Philippines. For anyone who knows my family, Dad is a man of few words and has a general's demeanor. Straight, wise, rational, strict, and stern. You get the picture. Now let's go back in time. I was, jun- I was a junior in university, and one of the requirements to graduate was to complete a two-month internship in an organization relevant to your course, and I was a mass communications advertising student. I was getting good grades in my class, and I honestly enjoyed studying in MassCom. The ad girl in me geeked over the long copy ads, the stories behind a logo and a slogan, the bidding wars for a brand. All this was poetic to me. In my top five list, there was one particular ad agency that was number one worldwide at that time. Their Manila headquarters slogan was and is till today one of my career mottos. It was simple and aligned to what I truly believe in. Their motto states, the work, the work, the work. It's not emphasizing on being a workaholic. This place believed in quality. I believed that I belonged in this place. I applied to all of their offices in the Middle East and in Asia. Hey, I'm a small girl, but I have very big dreams. The next morning, I received an email in my inbox. I remember reading the message in my tiny BlackBerry phone screen. It read, Hi, please send a copy of your portfolio so that we can review your application for internship." Thanks. I read that message twice, one half asleep and one sitting on her dining room table in complete and utter panic. I'm actually looking at the email now as I read this podcast. What was I on? I tried sending my portfolio to the HR three times and failed because of the attachment size. It was too big. And finally, when the email came through, within the day, the HR responded. I thought to myself, this is it. 
Someone wants me. No, not someone. My dream company wants me. Look at her email me in less than eight hours. They see me. It was music to my ears, but all the questions that they sent back. I wanted to tell her that even if I slept under my, my work desk and ate from a tuna can every day, I don't care. I will make it work. I like you guys right back. Obviously, I didn't say this. I used my professional university vocabulary. I informed the HR person when I can fly in, my internship details, that I'll be staying with relatives, and shared my UAE phone number because back then, Skype, FaceTime, WhatsApp, Viber, or any video calls weren't even a real thing. I even indicated a time difference and was open for calls anytime. Just tell me when I'll be there. After sending that email, I refreshed my inbox every so often that I won't miss a beat. After the third day, I sent a follow-up email. No response. I waited and got tired of refreshing my inbox. I wasn't sure about timelines and on how vacancies would close, so I figured maybe they had a lot of applicants. I continued applying elsewhere, whilst my mind was still thinking of my dream company. Two and a half weeks later, since the last follow-up, I sent another one. I got nothing. So there we were, the breadwinner and man of the house, the man who can get me a ticket to the Philippines for my internship. There I was. I knew a bit of Tagalog. I know English. I was broke, a university student who wanted to get out and conquer the big bad world. We didn't look at each other. Dad sat in the sofa next to mine as my mother moderated this awkward and difficult discussion of yes and no. When I tugged, he pulled. Nothing will become of you there, he said. Why do you want to go there if you're here? But nobody wants me here. I tried, and from all the places I applied to, only two out of all of them responded, and both were from Manila. They're a big agency, and yes, it's a different environment, but that's what I need to learn to be around. I can't be comfortable if I want to get anywhere. I replied as I stared at the TV switched off and seeing my father's expressionless face from the corner of my right eye. Where will you even live? There's nobody there you can lodge with, and if there were, it's far, and we don't even know the routes in Manila. It could be dangerous and a hassle. Be practical. He was right. I didn't, but I wasn't backing down because I will figure that out. I just needed the flight there and some money for daily expenses. I could only get that amount from my parents. I would usually work during summers to save money, but the internship was during the summer semester. I needed their help and permission to do this. I lived under their roof, therefore it's their rules, and I had to respect that. But I'm still not backing down. So I pressured him on the time frame and leveraged the one thing my dad cared about when it comes to his children, graduation. I told him, Dad, if I don't do this internship, I won't be eligible to graduate next year, and I'd have to stay an extra semester. He looked at me and said, There are other options, but you're not looking hard enough. You only want what you can see. So no. I know somebody in the advertising world here in Dubai who is a veteran in his craft. Go ask him. And before I could say another word, he said, Enough. You're not going. Call your brother in here. 
that one needs to graduate. So in our family, my brother and I have a very strange and volatile relationship. From the get-go, we were our worst enemies. And when things get rough, we were thick as thieves. If I'd say his name in high school, people will back away from me. Gingers is a true Gemini. He has two sides, and I've seen both. He has a heart of gold. He's the kindest of us all, but has fangs that will rip you apart that you'd forget your name just by screaming in terror. But to me, he's Kuya. That means older brother. We say this as a sign of respect. When I'm in trouble, my parents line him up next. When he was in the doghouse, so was I. It's like chain reaction. We both knew the wrath of having tiger parents. But Kuya, he's a pro. He's a pro in navigating through trouble. And he's the king of distraction. So I called him. I dragged myself to his room and rolled my eyes. I said, Kuya, they're calling you. He stood up and followed me to the living room. Oh, mom and dad were so ready for us. I sat back into my seat and watched Kuya get shot with multiple questions about his plans in life. What are you doing? When are you going to graduate? You should do masters. You should write a book. Be a professor. You can teach English. The tension in the room of my idea of a discussion with dad with his added frustration over Ginger's nearing graduation accumulated into this thick fog. There was a lot of silence. And Ginger's did what I or anyone could never think of doing. You won't be able to guess it, so I'll just say it. He shrugged his shoulders and said, I don't know. Then began doing lunges. Deep lunges right in the middle of the war zone, our living room. He said he's been doing lunges and exercises and told my parents that they should try it out too. And just like that, the fog was gone. He divulged into details of reps and sets, and they fell for it. Defeated, I went to my room when no one was watching. With less than a month till summer semester begins, I had a bucket of rejections, my first ghosting experience from my dream agency as at that, and an invitation letter that I could not reply back to. Gingers being gingers knocked on my door to talk, and I didn't answer. He wasn't allowed to come in either because I was fuming. Why didn't I think of lunges? After an hour or so, I decided to leave my room, and Kuya wasn't there, but he left a pack of chocolates at my door. I felt better after that. The clock was ticking, and I needed to move fast or else I'll miss the window to apply for my internship. I remember walking around campus and went through my Blackberry for any new emails. Nothing. So I called Charlie, the eldest and truly my father's daughter. If I could tap into her brain, I'll know how to talk to dad. I told her that dad didn't budge, that dad wanted me to intern in Dubai, and I wanted to intern in the Philippines. That the discussion ended with Kuya's antics and watched him exhibit a perfectly deep lunch. Charlie was very confused and somewhat amused. So listen here, folks. When you have a complicated problem involving ego, family, money, and timelines, the answer is probably a simple one. Or just call your own Charlie. Hello? Hello, Ate? Are you there? She wasn't replying for a few seconds, and then I heard the solution I was looking for. Charlie replied, 
So why can't you do both? My perplexed self stood there and asked, I can do that? I can do both? She said, yeah, why not? Why limit yourself to one if you can do two? Then both what you want and what dad wants are satisfied. Everything was clear to me now. I just needed to communicate this idea better rather than saying no to every start of the sentence. This time I was prepared and I took myself very seriously. I mustered up the courage and noted my talking point on my Blackberry so you won't forget. Dad worked in the university we all studied in. Many would refer to him as the Filipino godfather. He had an office in the basement, so I used the service elevator that was big enough for a maid's room, and the doors opened to Dad's world. There were men moving boxes with forklifts, people doing inventory, and I knocked into his office and asked to come in. If I meant business, then I should play my part. He looked at me from his desk and asked me to sit down. Dad, I want to do my internship in the Philippines, and I know you don't want me to go, but if I don't do this, I will regret it and will miss my chance to complete this requirement for graduation. So I'll do both. I will intern in the Philippines, and straight after, I will intern in your friend's company in Dubai, right before fall semester begins. I told him my budget, the duration, the plan. He was silent the entire time. He looked at me and did a classic dad response. Okay, he said. Then looks back into his computer and began typing. I'll schedule your return flight. So that was that. I responded to the HR and the agency from the Philippines and flew to Manila for the first time on my own. I had big plans and I couldn't let myself or anyone involved down. My contact in the Philippines lived in Paranaque, while my internship was in Quezon City. This was 2010. And we had no Uber or Grab. I had to commute. With a, with a variety to choose from, tricycles, jeepneys, trains, local taxis, and a pedicab or pajak. I can only afford buying scratch cards to have credit to text or call. This wasn't beautiful or close to the dream, but okay. Every week, I try a new route. I wanted to see which was the most efficient and the fastest. It will take an hour at least every day one way. I, and I didn't want to be late because that was unprofessional. I arrived at the location. It was big and known. Celebrities, cameramen, and props were everywhere. I got my badge and signed my timesheet and I met my manager. He had a very lavish way of walking around the office as if it was his own house and rightfully so. My mind was amazed at how things were really done behind the scenes. Just in the corridor, there were people using small rooms to do voiceovers. One wing was marketing, and the other wing were all the team members for each magazine the agency owned. You know that candy Skittles? Entering this place was like popping all the flavors in your mouth and giving it your first bite. I was based in the latter wing. The team I was assigned to was like the ICU or the emergency room of the creative side, the one that does everything and nothing at all. Each cluster of tables spoke, dressed, and behaved the magazine they hailed from. The anime team had figurines on their desk and would sometimes move their figures, fingers naturally to Naruto's ninjutsu as if they would perform a technique. One even came to work with a karate belt and crazy electric hair. The college team, well, they wrote about college life and being a teenager. 
They talked like they were on a sugar high and constantly on their voice overtone as if they were in a local commercial. Then there was a lifestyle magazine. They decked their table dividers with Polaroids of their trips. Obviously, there was a fashion magazine too. This was the year when our contestant for Miss Universe made the nationwide news when she responded in the question and answer portion with, I'd never made a major, major mistake. Yes, listeners, someone said a word twice for special emphasis. This is apparently newsworthy. I'm not much of a talker, and I'd like to remain that way in the office. I just wanted to hone my writing skills and produce quality content. I'd prefer to be the wallflower. All right, everyone, said my manager. Meet our new intern. She's our intern from Dubai. <sighs> In the moment he said where I'm from, I got side glances and the energy of the room changed. So before I could even start, I aspired to be a wallflower and became the office pariah. This moment was one of the reasons why I titled my podcast as the Pariah Peaks. A pariah is a social outcast, one that is despised or rejected. Oh boy, I wasn't one to care about making friends, but damn, this was a rough start. This internship was two months long, but it felt longer. One of the assignments I had to do was to bring the video recordings to another floor for editing. At that point, I thought I was prepared because I had my personal laptop and my own hard drive just in case. So I approached the creator from the Lifestyle magazine to get the content. My manager was briefing me on what needed to be done. I took notes and gave my hard drive so I could save the content for delivery. My manager asked, San galing yung hard drive mo? He was asking where my hard drive's from. I responded, I got it from I got it for Christmas and I thought it would help to store stuff for this job. My manager then says, Ah, ako, meron rin akong iPad. Kakabili ko lang. He shows me his new iPad. I wasn't sure what to say, so I just asked for the location of the editing room. And as I turned around and headed to the elevator, I heard someone from the room say, Talagang Englishera lang siya, no? I was already on the way out, but nevertheless, I understood that speaking English and coming from Dubai was not a good combo around here. People didn't seem to like that, and it continued this way till the end. When I tried to make conversation, the dialogue would go in two ways. They'd either other themselves or compete over what I just randomly brought up. One time I asked someone from the travel team where that picture on his desk was taken. He replied that he's only traveled locally, unlike me, a globetrotter. Man, I don't know what they were talking about because this is my first trip alone. I did learn a thing or two working there, though. I noticed that all the celebrities are actually close to my height. One of my tasks as an intern was to move the poster of the celebrity lower so when she was being interviewed, the corner of the frame and her shoulders were in line. Such trickery. I learned that there were more than one paper sizes. I was so used to saying A4, but here they'd refer to legal paper as long bond and short bond as letter size. I learned that riding a pedicab to work when you're late was a stupid idea because I could have walked there on my own. And that I enjoyed preparing questions for interviews as much as copywriting for TV ads. One evening, I got home late because one of the people we interviewed came really late and I had to watch the makeup team gently clean his bald head with oil paper, very slowly. 
I got home past 8 p.m. and got caught in the rain, or more like a damn storm. I was holding my laptop close to my chest, covering it with my non-waterproof jacket, and waded through the flood back to where I stayed. I could have lost my university laptop that night because of my hard-headedness. My last week was up, and I finished my timesheets, collected the paperwork to finalize my internship. My manager had to sign it off. He looks at my paperwork and said, I'll only sign it if you get me an ice wrap from Starbucks. At this point, I wasn't surprised with the request, and I didn't care, so I, get, so I got him his drink with a Banafee cake as a thank you, and then he signed the paper. I was free. I flew back to Dubai and didn't really say much about this internship until this podcast. In two days, I started a two-week internship with a local ad agency where I quickly learned how to design my own stationery from business cards to letterheads. I made my own imaginary flower shop and flower shop logo and a slogan. I did all of this in two weeks whilst learning two software simultaneously. I learned how to how people pitched and briefed. My internship letter of completion was handmade and signed by the director. No frap requested. I don't, I don't usually like saying this, but in many ways, dad was right again. I think he let me go to Manila on my own to see how people and the environment were truly like. With a weekend away from the first day of my senior year, I remember lying in my own bed again and processing how stark the differences were from those two places. Though anyone else could have had a completely different narrative, I owned the fact that this was my narrative. Learnings from two internships and a lunch. Be teachable. There's always a lesson to take away from the situation. Two months in the Philippines taught me that I needed to be practical. I spent a return ticket and then some because I wanted to. But not everything you want is what you need. Environment is important, but don't let it dictate all your actions and sense of self. I speak and understand Tagalog, but I know there are nuances in the language that I still have to learn to communicate. I also know that it would have been silly to respond back to a room full of assumptive people. Don't waste your energy on turds. In Dubai, I learned there were opportunities, but you had to find your niche. Dad kept saying to look harder. Ironically enough, the guy who gave me the second internship was a Filipino creative director and one of the most sought-after designers in the community. I said earlier, no one wanted a Filipino kid who didn't even finish her studies. And there I was. I ended up in a room full of Asian and Arab creatives from different walks of life, making ads. This was the first of many attempts to come to my motherland. I may have felt that I wasn't ready or wanted here, but one day I told myself, I would like to give this another try. Stories are powerful. Everyone has their own one to tell. This is my personal podcast with a mix of storytelling and conversations. I hope that somehow this place sparks my love for writing again and connect with you wherever and whoever you are. If you resonate with this episode, please comment in the recent Instagram posts. You can also share episodes with your friends and family. Follow on Spotify, subscribe in Apple Podcasts and Pocket Cast. All online platforms have the handle, The Pariah Peaks. Catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to The Pariah Peaks.